Today's daf is Baba Kama Daf Tzadidal. Today's shir is sponsored by Henry Orlinsky, Lizech Nishmas, his father, Menachem Yitzchak Ben Yaakov Yisrael Orlinsky, Zechronel of Rachel, whose yard site is today. The Neshama should have an Aliyah, and uh, the learning that we do should be an Eloy for his Neshama. We thank Henry very much for the sponsorship. We are holding on Daf Tzadi Gimel and Beis, about seven lines before the end of the page, at Amr Abaye. What the Gemara is going to try to do, Abaye is going to try to set up Tanoim from throughout all of Shas that seem to be hold that Shinui is no Kona. That even after a person changes an item, it's not Kona the item. And the starting point is our Sugya, because we were discussing yesterday when it came to Reishas Hagez, that even if before you collected the proper shear that you need in order to fulfill the mitzvah of Reishas Hagez, you dyed some of the wool, so there was a machlokas whether that cuts off the cheshben of being mitzari for the different wool, because maybe at that point you've already been konas. So that's going to be the starting point, but then we're going to travel into the sugyas of Esna and Zona, of Hafrashas Chala, of Gzela, of Peya, and in all these places, Abai is going to pick a tana and he's going to find someone that holds Shino and Okona, and then Rav is going to say, no, all those cases are exceptions, but generally speaking, Shino is Kona. And then at the end of Amadal, the Gemara is going to explore the sheet of Shmuel and the sheet of Rabbi Yochanan about Shinoi by Gzela, because after all, that is the subject of our parak about by Gzela, whether Shinoi is Kona by Gzela. And then on Amid Beis, the Gemara is going to talk about when Gazlanim want to return something, they want to do tshuva, Malvei Ribis, want to return the Ribis, should we accept it from them, or is there a special Takonas Hashavim not to accept it uh, from them? And the Gemara, in that context, is going to talk about a child wanting to return a stolen item, or whether a child needs to return a stolen item that his father had stolen and that the father has since, uh, has since died. So is there any obligation on the children to return it for the father? And then at the end of the daf, it's going to continue discussing tshuva for ribis and for gezel, how one does tshuva, whether there's a takanas hashavim. So if ever there was a daf yomi coincidence and erev Rosh Chodesh Elul, we're going to spend a lot of time talking about tshuva. So let's begin at uh, seven lines from the end of the page on daf side gimel and beis. Amr Abaye. So Abaye has the following collection of impressive Tanaim that all hold that Shino is, is, is Bimkoma Ome, that Shino is Enokona. Rabbi Shimon Yehuda, Ube Shamai, Rabbi Lezben Yaakov, Rabbi Shimon Elazar, Rabbi Shmael, all five, Kulusvir, Shino Bimkoma Ome. They all hold that Shino Bimkoma Ome, that Shino is not Kona. As Rashi explains, Bimkoma Ome means Ein Zazmir Shus Bailmarishonim, Fafilu Nishtana. That even if it changes, it remains in the possession of the original owner. Rabbi Shem ben Yehuda had the Amr. Rabbi Shem ben Yehuda, we don't need to prove, that's the one we were just talking about, that if you are Tzoveya, the wool, then it's not going to be Mitzarif, then it's still going to be Mitzarif to the Rish Sagez, because it did not become your wool, it still belongs to, it's still going to be a part of what you give to the Kohen. Beishamei Mahi, where do we find Beishamei holds that Shino is not Kona? Titania. Nasan lachita chitin be'esnana, there is a lach in the Torah, that esnan zona as the Torah. the Torah does not allow Esnanzona payments to a prostitute to be used for a carbon. So if one gives a sheep to a prostitute as her payment, she may not use that as a carbon that's possible. But what if he gave her wheat? For her esnan, va'asa and solas, and then you turn that wheat into flour. So it's padam chadashos ba'alakan. You would think you would think it's a brand new thing. It's been changed. It's no longer an esnan. Or zaysim va'asa and shemen. You gave olives, and now they've turned into oil. Anavim va'asa and yayin. You gave grapes, and they've made wine out of them. So tani chada asur v'tani yidach muter. It's machlokas tanaim whether it's asur or muter. And we're going to show. We're about to demonstrate that Beshama is the one that holds that even though it went through a shinoi, it's 
still going to be Asr. It's still considered Esnan. Vam Rav Yosef, Tani Gurion de Maspork, Gurion from a place called Maspork, taught, Beishamai Osrinu Beisil Matirin. Who's the one that said that it's still Esnan, it's still Asr? That's Beishamai. And Beisil says that it's Mutter, that since it's gone through Shinoi, it's no longer Esnan. My time is Beishamai. Why does Beishamai think? Where, what's the source for Beishamai to say that it should still be a problem of Esnan? Amakra Gam Shnehem. Lerabos Shinu Yehem. Because the Pasuk says, and the Pasuk about Esnan Zona, it says, Gam is always a reboy that both Eslan Zona and Mechir Kelev are a Toeva, cannot be brought as a carbon, but we dash from Gam Shnehem to include even Shinu Yehem. Even after they've gone through some physical change, they still may not be used the Gabi Mizbeach. Obeis Hillel, but Basil would respond, Amakra. Haim velo shinu yehem. Basil says, well, the pasuk goes out of its way to use the word haim. So we see that they are aser, but not shinu yehem. O beishamai haksiv haim. What does beishamai do with the word haim? Homi vayle haim velavla the same. Beishamai will use that to teach that the isra of eslin is only chal on the animal, but not on the offspring of that animal. O beisilal tarti shamina haim velo shinu yehem haim velavla the same. Basil says, yeah, it's fine. We can make two drushos from the word haim. Haim teaches us that if it's if it's gone through a physical change, it's no longer a problem of Esnon, and also teaches us that the Vlados are no longer a problem of Esnon. Isn't this a problem of making two drushos from a single word in the Pasuk? How's we still allowed, allowed to do that? So, uh, so the Pnei Yeshua explains that the Mashmos of Haim is that they're only Aser when when they are in their original state. So anything that's not considered the original state is just simply not the type of the word Haim. Haim means when it's in its original state. So it's not considered two separate drushos. The Vlad is not the original state. And when it goes through a physical change, it's not in the original state. The Arsameach in Yisurim Izbech, Paragimel, Alach Yud Beis, explains that Basil derives from Haim that only Eston that's royal in Mizbech, Kemos Shehu, is going to be Aser. That as it was given as Eston, it's royal in Mizbech. So Chitim, that became Eston, is Mutter after it becomes Solas because you can't bring it to the Mizbech at the time that it was Esnon at the time that it was used as payment, because you can't bring Chitim, raw Chitim, as a carbon. And similarly, an Uber that was Bimeimo cannot be brought as a carbon when it's still a fetus inside its mother's womb. So the Arsimech says the point is that Heim means, and Heim the same is all one drasha, that it has to be that at the time that it was given as Esnon, it would have been Ra'oi already for the Mizbech, had it not been for the fact that it was Esnon. But these items anyway, Chitim is anyway not right from the because it's raw wheat, and a vlad anyway is not right from the mizbech because it's a fetus inside its mother's womb. Ubeisil nami gam. What does Basil do with the word gam from gam uh, the, from gam shnehem that beishamay darshins that 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 it's yehem? What does Basil do? Gam lebeisil kasha that the gam according to Basil is taka a problem. So so that's the sheet of beishamay where we find that even after something undergoes a shinoi, it still uh, it still retains. Its original status. Rabbi Yaakov Mayhi, where do we find that Rabbi Yaakov holds this idea that even after something goes through Shino, it still retains its original status? Yaakov Omer, If a person steals a saw of wheat, 
tachna, grinds it, lasha, kneads it, va'afa, and bakes it, v'shmenchala, ketzan mevarich. And then he's mafreshchala, how could he make a bracha on such a thing? Einze mevarich, eliminates. It's not a bracha, Takurush Baruch Hu, you're mocking a Kurdish Baruch Hu. Look, I'm going to defy you, a Kurdish Baruch Hu, and then I'm going to say a bracha. Here I stole this, I violated Nisra in the Torah, then I'm going to say a bracha, ve'alzenemar, botzea birich niyetz Hashem. That a person uh, who's, who, who steals and then tries to make a bracha is, uh, is mocking Hashem. So you see that. Uh, that, that even though he has put it through significant shinoi, he's grounded and kneaded it and baked it and all this stuff, it's still considered the original gzela and therefore it's considered to be a makri of HaKadosh Baruch We don't say Panam Chadosh Ba'olukan, it's a brand new entity, it's shinoi bimkomo medas. It still retains its original status. Tosos is bothered why it has to mention Afa'a, that he, that he baked it um, that before he's mafresh the chala. Uh, at the time of the, 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 the chi of chala is chal, mishas gilgul from the second you knead the dough, it's already chayv and chala. So why is it necessary to mention the baking over here? So Tos says that it's teaching us that even though he was mashanid even more, even then it's still considered minayis mivruchasa. Not only was he mashanid by grinding it and kneading it, even baked it, it's a totally different item. Still it's considered the same item. Furthermore, Tos suggests that afa is because uh, it's talking about is a case where it's, it's uh, where, where uh, in, in a situation where it's ain't chilasa uisa, it's not chayv Bechala, uh, it's, it only becomes chayv bechala after uh, the the afia. So there are certain cases where the chi of chala is only going to kick in after the afia. Meaning, in a case of sufganin, of the type of thing where you take uh, raw flour and you uh, and you boil it or something like that. The, so the chi of chala is only going to come later on. It's only going to be chayv after the afia. So afia sometimes is important. The rashash suggests that it could be Rabbi Lozer Yaakov is assuming like the shita of Rabbi Akiva in the third parak of Masechus Chala that an isa is not chayv bechala at the time of Gilgul, Rabbi Kiva's shita is that it's only Mishakarim Betanur when it starts to develop a crust in the oven. So then, okay, then certainly you have to say Afiya because prior to that there is no Chi of Chala. There is a discussion what bracha we're talking about over here. Ein Zem which bracha? The bracha of Hamotzi Lechem or the bracha Birchsam Mitzvah of Hafrashas Chala? There's a machlokas in Hanan and the Bryce. Some say that even there's a further machlokas which may be related about. What the, what this statement means in Zimvarichalmanites is it wow, you've got to make a bracha because you have to make a bracha but it's really unfortunate is Hashem is really not happy about the whole situation over here or is it, how dare you make that bracha you absolutely should not make that bracha that too is a machlokas rishonim, it's just that it's not l'ratzon l'fnei Hashem or that it's uh, no, it's so not l'ratzon, you're not allowed to do it there's a discussion a similar discussion in rishonim if a person eats achilas iser let's say a person's hungry so he decides to have a ham sandwich, so he's uh, but he wants to make a bracha because he's getting annoyed he appreciates HaKadosh Baruch who's giving him this Hana in this world so do you say a bracha on such a thing the Rambam in the first paragraph of Hilchus Bracha Salach Yates and other Rishonim as well say that you don't make a bracha Rishonim nor a bracha Achrona however not everyone agrees with that the Ravid on the spot and the Rashba and the Rosh and other Rishonim say that you do make a bracha Rishonim and a bracha Achrona because you're getting Hana and a bracha is for, for, for a separate issue of any time you're Nenim and Olam Hazeh 
You can't be nana, beli bracha. You have to uh, get rishus, so to speak, from from a kodesh baruch Hu. The rush asks in Masech's brachos in the seventh parak of brachos, how can you say that you're ainu mivarech? Our gemara says ain zem mivarech So we call it a menayitz, but it sounds like you are saying a bracha. Obviously, the rabbin would respond, no, ain zem mivarech is telling you don't say a bracha. Others say no. The rabbin would agree with the taich of the gemara that you are saying a bracha over here, but there's a difference between a, a kosher food that was stolen, where the circumstance is no good, but the chefts of the food is perfectly fine, versus a non-kosher food where the chefts itself is problematic. Maybe the Rambam limited his, uh, his idea that you cannot say a bracha to a situation where the, where the food is fundamentally, is inherently problematic. You have a similar distinction in Rishonim when they talk about the Isser of being machu biadayim, an Isser to a katan, to feed Isser to a katan. There, that there may be a difference between feeding uh, a davaraser, feeding chazer to a katan, versus, let's say, feeding a child outside of the sukkah on sukkahs. So yeah, it's also need outside of the sukkah on sukkahs. So is that called feeding an iser to a katan when you give a child food outside of the sukkah? So some of the Rishonim make that distinction, that when it's a chefza shal iser, that you're never allowed to give to a child. But when it's a circumstance of iser, on a fast day, giving a child to eat on a fast day, circumstance shal iser, that you're allowed to be machal biadayim, perhaps to uh, to a katan. Okay, Rabbi Shimon Lazar Mai, he wears the sheet of Rabbi Shimon Lazar that also holds that Shinu Bimukam Omev, Titania, Klauza Amr Rabbi Shimon Lazar, Kol Shavach Shriach Gazlon, Yadar Alayona. If the Gazlon had improved the item that he stole, he has the upper hand in terms of what he pays back. What does that mean? Ratza Notel Shivcho, if he's interested, he could keep the, the improvement of the item. He has to return the cost of the original item, but he could keep the improvement. Ratza Omer Harish Al Chalufa. And if he wants, he could just say, here, take back your item. My kamar, what do we mean by this? Harashal Khalifanach is a svara when something is devalued. That something devalues over time, that we say, sometimes you're allowed to say, nah, here it is, it's yours. I know that when I stole it from you before Pesach, this chametz was very valuable. Now it's chametz sha'avarlava Pesach, but it's the same physical item. Harashal Khalifanach. That doesn't seem to be the case over here. We're talking about a god that stole something and he and he, he put some money into it, he invested in it. So I'm Rafshish Kamar. Hishvicha notel shivcha kichesh, but if it went down in value, Omer lo harishal chalufanecha dishinu bimkama omed. He could say here, take your item back, because no matter what what shinui the item went through, it's still bimkama uh, omed. It still retains its original status. Ihachi frak the gemara if the shinui is really bimkama omed, afilu shviach nami. Then even if it goes up in value, doesn't belong to the original owner, shouldn't he be able to give it back as is? Amri mnei takanas hashavim that it makes it hard for a person to do tshuva if you're going to make him uh, ignore whatever money he would have made on uh, the item and investing in it, on a Daraisa level, he should have had to give it back as is, whether it went up or down in value, but even if it went up in value, should have. Had, but because it's a Karnas HaShavim, we go easy on him. Tulsa Rid says, how do we know that the reason the Gazan gets to keep the Shavach is Takarnas HaShavim, and that if it goes down in value, it's because Shina Bimkomo made. Couldn't you have said the opposite? That the reason the Shavach belongs to the Gazlan is because Shina is Kona, and the reason Areshel Chalafanecha um, is because of Takarnas HaShavim. That if it goes down in value, because Areshel Chalafanecha is because the Chum didn't, don't want to make him pay more than the actual item that he that he stole. It's a sharp kasha, right? You could just as easily use the same svara 
to view uh, to to prove the opposite point that Shino in fact is Kona. So Tosfut suggests that Takanas Hashavim is something that's only Shaykh to the Shavach. That once you're paying back everything you stole, so the Chachamim whatever he doesn't need back anyway because it wasn't he wasn't Chaser. That's where Takanas Hashavim should kick in. But to be to pay back the Nigzal less than what was stolen from him, Takanas Hashavim is not going to do that. Takanas Hashavim is when the Nigzal is not going to lose bottom line value anyway and it's just a matter of how convenient it's going to be for him or of whether the Goslin also loses that's where Takaras HaShavim kicks in but to, to cost the Nigzal Takaras HaShavim is not going to apply to such a thing Rabbi Shmuel, my, he, where do we find that Rabbi Shmuel holds this idea of Shina Bimkam If you want to be Mafresh Peah properly, you're supposed to leave off a corner of the field before you harvest anything. If you harvested the whole field, including the corner, so then you you, you have to at least leave some uh, bundles of, uh, of, of of wheat for the Aniyim. If you didn't do that, at least leave the uh, from the Kri, from the silo. As long as you haven't yet even out the pile. Mircha, once you even out the pile, now it's no, now becomes Tevel, becomes Chayv in Maisros. So then Ma'aser, you got to take the Maisros, but still Venosi though. Still you have to give the Peah. You're not, you're not free from giving the Peah. Even if it went through the ultimate Shinoi, you already turned it into flour and you, you mixed it with water and you made a dough, still you have to give for Peah. So you see that even though it went through a Shinoi, it's still been Komo made, it still belongs to the Aniyim. We don't assume that you've been Kona it through that through that shinoi. So uh So he's bothered by this list over here. We have a list of five tanaim that we just went through all of Shas that all old Shinabim Komo made, but one of them is Beshamai. So all of these Tanaim are uh, are, are are associated with the Shita Beshamai. They all they're all on board with the Beshamai. Now what they're suggesting is that we're we're misunderstanding and that it's not a machlokas Beshamai and Basilo. That even Basilo would agree. So now Rava rejects each of them. Rava says none of these Tanaim necessarily hold as a universal rule that Shinoi Bimakoma made. In each of these cases, we could show that they're an exception. Abaye is the one that lined up these five Tanaim from all of Shas to say that they all hold Shinoi Bimakoma Omeid. Amar Rava Mimai, Dilma Adkan, Lokam Rashimin Yudasam, Elabit Seva, Hold the Yachlavir Ali Dei Tzafun. Maybe they. The, the only reason Rabbi Shem Ben Yehuda holds that Shinu Bimakomo made when it comes to dyeing the wool and the chiyuv of Reish Sagez is because that's not a real Shinui. It could always be washed out and therefore the, 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 the being Tzoveya the wool is not a legitimate Shinui. And what was Beishamay talking about? We're using Esnan that, uh, that had gone through a Shinui. Maybe that's where we say it's still Esnan. You're not allowed to use it because it's disgusting to use anything that's even mildly associated with Esnan Zona for the Mizbeach. So we have a, high, a heightened sensitivity when it comes to the Mizbeach, but that doesn't mean that a Shinui in general is not Kona. And maybe by the Bracha we're specifically concerned about Mitzvah Baba Avera, if you steal wheat and you turn it into a dough and you want to be Mafrishchala, that's where we're going to say, I don't care what Shinui went through. The whole process started 
with an Avera, maybe that's a, a specific svara when it comes to the, uh, the, the, the beautiful gesture of reciting a bracha. That how dare you recite a bracha after you stole the item. But that doesn't necessarily mean that Shunei doesn't work in Kala Tarakula. Now Tosos earlier in the Masechtan of Samach Zayinam and Alf and Tosos Masech Sukkah write that the din that you're not yotze when you, a mitzvah, when you do mitzvah Bava Avera is only when you're not Kona Bishinoi. But if you're Kona the Gzela Bishinoi, you could be yotze with mitzvah Bava Avera. If somehow you take a lulav and you're Mishanit and you're Kona, so then, uh, well, leaving aside any other drushes, mitam mitzvah Bava Avera, you'd be able to be yotze. So Tosos says, but it's against our Gemara. Rava says, even though Shinoi is Kona, Shinoi is always Kona, Shinoi always works. But mitzvah Bava Avera is just such an overpowering Svara that how dare you do a mitzvah with something that you were Kona with a Shinoi through an Isser. So I uh, suggest that Rav is not saying halach over here. What Rav is trying to do is show that there's no hechrech for Abaye. It's a dechia bialma. Abaye wanted to prove that all of these Tanayim necessarily hold Shinobim Kamavet. Not necessarily is all Rav is saying. Rav is saying, he's not, he's not saying that, that, that Abaye is wrong. He's just not saying that Abaye is not necessarily right. That's how Tosa understands. And therefore, it's, uh, it's okay not to paskin like Rava's Dechia over here. Also, Tosas points out that it could be by a bracha where you're mentioning Shem Shemayim on the item. That's what Rav is saying. That mitzvah baba veira. That it's it's a, it's a, it's a uh, it compounds the problem when you're going to mention Shem Shemayim on an item that you stole even after it went through a shinoi. But when you're not mentioning Shem Shemayim, you're just doing the ma'isa mitzvah. So maybe that's okay. Maybe once it's gone through a shinoi, the shinoi is kona, and that's uh, that, that that's okay. Um, the Adkan, and even by the item that was stolen, that has gone down in value. So that's what Rabbi Shimon Lazar says that uh, that when it's weakened, it can it, it could be returned. Um, and because it, I'm sorry, that when it's weakened, you could give it back as is because it's hadar; it can go back to its original strength. Also, meaning it's not a permanent change. The shinui is not a real shinui. It can always uh, you can always be mefatimid and feed it well, and the animal will go back up in value. And maybe by Peah we say maybe because there's an extra word Tazov to suggest that. And if you can say, okay, so you're right, we have a drasha by Peah that it should, uh, that, that Shinu should be but maybe we should learn from there to Kalatarakula that Shinu Bimukamahomed. So Matnasanim shiny. No, Matnasanim are different. My time is Rabbi Shwal, Mishum Duksavar, Shinu Ainukona, Adum Yamuk Savar Shinu Kona, Vachum Mishum Duksiv Tazov. That we asked, according to, to, Rabbi, to Rabbi, Rabbi asked, according to Rabbi Shmuel, why is it that you still have to give the payah even after you've already baked bread with it, you've already uh, uh, processed the wheat fully and have, have baked with it? Is it because in general Shino is not kona, or is it a specific din by payah where there's an extra word And if it's a general rule that Shino is not kona, then why does the Torah say Tazov? Why is there that extra Ta'azov Yisera. And according to the Rabbanan, certainly we have a question. What is that extra Ta'azov? According to the Rabbanan, that once you've been Mishana, the Peya, you now no longer have to give it as Peya. So then what does the Ta'azov teach me at all? So they use the Ta'azov to teach me the following. If someone is Mafkir his vineyard and then he wakes up in the morning and he quickly harvests and he takes the grapes, but he's still Chayv Beparatabalos Peya, he's still 
chayiv in all the matnos aniyim, even though normally hefker is not chayiv in those things. Upatim in a meiser, and he's patim from uh, from meiser, even though generally hefker is patim from all the matnos aniyim, because the pasuk says artzucha, sadcha, karmicha. It's got to be yours. The extra tazov to ta- comes to teach us that still you have to give the matnos aniyim if you were just mafker it the day before and you woke up early in the morning to get it before anyone else gets it. Amr of Shmuel halacha Rabbi ben Elazar that we paskin like Rabbi Shem ben Elazar over here. So actually, before we get to Amr of Shmuel, just I, I forgot to mention before when we were talking about say a birich Hashem that how can you say a bracha and something that's an avera? There's a fascinating discussion in poskim about the bracha of hagomel for someone who attempted to commit suicide and failed. Person tried to commit suicide, and then uh, they they whatever they took a bottle of pills, and then uh, they pumped their stomach, and someone saved their life, and uh, they go through uh, whatever therapy they go through, and now they want to bench gomel for having their life saved from that life-threatening situation. Do you say gomel? So some of the poskim suggest, but say a birch Hashem that you could say a bracha when danger happened to you, but when you uh, put yourself in danger, so others say no, that uh, of course you'll have a bench gomel, the tshuva slave chayim, and rechaim palaji, and uh, I think uh, I think Rav Zil Hildesheim writes the tshuva that you're, you you can bench gomel, and they say ad rabba, Rav Zil Hildesheim points out hagomel lechayavim tovos the, the reason ketanim don't bench gomel is because they can't say lechayavim, that they're chayiv, so the, the bracha is dafke nitkan for someone who's chayiv on some level or another, for someone Who's, uh, who's guilty of something for some, on some level or another? So of course you can bench gomel. If you think about it, meaning uh, you're allowed to uh, when when a person benches gomel after traveling through midbar, after going on uh, you know traveling over an ocean, he, he chose to do that. He didn't. No one forced him to do that, and he still benches gomel. Now obviously it's different because you're allowed to do that. You're let, even though it's somewhat dangerous, you're allowed to travel over an ocean, but still it's a situation he put himself into. So one uh, would imagine that you could bench gomel even when, uh, when a person put himself into a situation. Okay, now it says more further. Am Rabbi Dom Shmuel, Halachak Rabbi Shem ben Elazar, that we paskin like uh, Rabbi Shem ben Elazar, that Shinoi has been Mekomo made, um, that, uh, that, that, that even after Shinoi, it still retains its initial status, and therefore Rabbi Shem, the, 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 um, the context of Rabbi Shem ben Elazar was a gazlan, that a guy stole something, he can return, and then it became uh, devalued, he can return it as is. That we only do an assessment of the difference between what it was worth for uh, for at the time that that, that that you stole and what it's worth less now. Only for uh, for we, we don't do that for a ganav or a gazlan. We only do that for nizakin. And as Rashi points out, that when it comes to a, a, a nezek, that's where you say, okay, let's look at what the carcass is worth, and I'll pay you the difference between the, what, what it's worth now and what it was worth alive. We don't assess the value of the nevela. They keep the nevela and they have to pay for the whole thing, the whole value of the animal. There's no assessing the difference. You, you just pay the whole value. So how can you say that kichesh, that if it gets weakened, you could just give it right back? It's not so. You have to pay the whole value. So bishop, 
that if you say like Rava, that Rabbi Shimon Shita is only when when the type of weakening it went through is something it can recover from and can go back to its original strength. So then Lokasha, when we say that you can give it back in its weakened state, that's if it can be nursed back to health and it could go back to its original state. And when we say that you just have to pay the full value and you can't give it back in its current state, that's if it's dead. So it's not coming back to life. There is no nursing it back to health. That's if it's a hachash or if it's weakened to the point where it's never going to be itself again. But according to Abayi's understanding that even by hachash even if it was weakened to the point where it's never ever going to get better, still you're allowed to just return it as is. So then what are we going to say? Uh, how can Shmuel say that we pass like Rabbi Shimon Lazar? I thought uh, I just have to pay the full amount. So Abayi Masni Abaye taught it as follows: that Amr Vidomar Shmuel Amru Halacha Kreb Shimon Lazar Velei Lo Svirelei. That he said that that they, he reported that others had said that uh, Shmuel reports that others had said that Halacha Kreb Shimon Lazar Very Rachinami Shmuel himself rejects any such shita. He does not believe that Halacha Kreb Shimon Lazar. One more uh, statement of Amarayim with regard to the halach of Shinoi when it comes to Gzela, that Dvar Torah, Gzela and Ishtanis, Chazeris Raisa, if a Gzela has gone through some sort of physical change, you can return it as is. Shremer Veheshvas Gzela Ashar Gazal, Mikal Makom. Give back what you stole, regardless of what's happened to it. You can just give back the item that you stole. Tomar Mishnah But if you're going to ask, what about our Mishnah, where our Mishnah says that uh, that if you stole wood and you made kalim out of it, you only paid the value of wood. You don't give back the uh, the, the 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 item as it currently is. So Mishum Takanas Hashavim. I'll say, yeah, we're not going to make you rip apart the chair or give give it back uh, an item that you put your hard work into into building it into uh, into furniture uh, because the takana. We're trying to make it easier for a person to uh, to do tshuva. In the Chidusha Arim, he wonders this drasha. The Gemara and Daf learned that Shino is kona from Asher Gazal. That im ke'en shagazal yachzir v'imlav dam b'yalma b'yishlume. I mean, it almost looked like the opposite from, uh, it did learn the opposite from Asher Gazal, that only if it's still Asher Gazal, only if it's still the item that you stole and it, is, it has not become a different item, only then you return it. And now we're dashing from Asher Gazal, yeah, mikol makom, whatever happened to it, you could just uh, return it. So uh, so what's going on over here? Two opposite drushes from the same pasuk. So you suggest that Yochanan holds like a baye, who holds in Tamur that any time the Torah says you're not allowed to do something, if you do it, it's still going to be chal. So even though you violate the iser by being mishana the gzela, but, but 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 since you were mishana it, you are still kona it. And therefore, without the drasha, it would have made sense that shinoi is kona. So the pasuk is coming to teach me that dafka shinoi is not kona. But maybe it's subject. What the assumption would have been before the pasuk is. Subject to Yavid Mahani or Yavid Lo Mahani. What happens if you do something you're not supposed to be doing? Do we assume it's Chal or do we assume that when the Torah says not to do something, that rob- the Torah is robbing your ability to make anything out of it? So ask the Gemara, Umiyam Rav Yochanan Hachi, Vam Rav Yochanan Lach Stam Mishnah, Utsnan Lo Spik Litnalo Adshat Potter. How can we say that this is what Rav Yochanan is paskening, that Midar Raisa? 
you uh, you return it be'en, and it's only takanas hashavim. But didn't we learn in the in the Mishnah that the lohispik litna lachetzvao pater that even on a daraisa level it sounds like if you have not yet given your reish sagez and you were mishanit you uh, you colored it so then you're pater because apparently the shinoi matters the shinoi changes everything and it becomes yours through the shinoi and that's talking about a mitzvah daraisa of reish sagez so don't tell me that's only a din drabanan samalu midrabanan no that's also a din midrabanan yeah reish sagez is a mitzvah minatara but the rabbanan have the right to say. That you're not going to be uh, to be chayiv. Uh, I'm sorry. No, I got it wrong. One of the rabbis, Rabbi Yaakov, is the name of the rabbi who responded to this question. That no, when does Rabbi Yochanan say that you return the item as is? That's if the shiner that you put it through is a shiner that could easily go back to its original state. You stole not raw wood. You stole wood that was already smoothed out and was already in, you stole like a box of Ikea furniture before it was put together. And then you put it together so you can take it apart and it's go, it goes right back to the same pieces that it, that it was. And the next guy who buys it should make sure that the box is a sealed box and has an over... You know, you make sure that, that, that it, that's, that's, that goes back to the way it was originally stolen. But when you're, when you're Tzoveya, the wool where it's not Chosel Abriyaso, where it doesn't go back to its original state, so then the Shino is actually going to be Kona. Period. Tanurabanan. We have a following price. Hagazlanu malvei beribis shechziru ein mekal mehenu gavaldik achidish. That someone who steals or is malvei beribis, we uh, we don't we do not accept when they try to pay it back. Wow. And someone who does accept when they try to pay it back, the Chum are not particularly pleased with, with them. Rashi says, It means not just the Chum are not pleased, but he, it reflects on himself that he doesn't have this Ruach because the right thing to do is to not accept when the Gazlan or the Malva Baribis tries to, uh, to, to return it. That this was taught in the days of Rebbe, this takana not to accept what the person has tried to return to you. How do I know? A guy wanted to do tshuva once. He was a gun of his whole life. Everything in his house was stolen. He wanted to do tshuva. His wife said to him, If you do tshuva, you know, you know that big closet of all that fancy, all those fancy clothes, you don't have to return it all. None of it is yours. Everything you have is stolen. Vinimna lost to Chuva. He said, You know what? You're right. And he didn't do Chuva. So So they decided to make a takana so that no wife should be able to win that argument. He's gonna say, No, let me do chuva. I'll try to return it. I'll make the gesture. There'll be a takana that they have to say no, and then I'll still be able to keep my stuff or my stolen items. So they, they made this takana, they not makabal And if you are makabal when they try to return it, That's a, it's it's a stunning chiddish. Does this mean that a person who stole something really? Because a person who stole something, a person who is Malvin Bribis, he's he, you're not allowed to take take back what he took the Isra from you. So uh, Tosos uh, really limits it in two two ways. There's Tosos and Machlokes Rabbeinu Tam in the Ri over here. First is Amr Rabbeinu Tam Delolafan of Velola Achrav El Ladoro Dafka Tikein. When we say it was Bimei Rebbe Nishnas Mishnazu that this was taught in the days of Rebbe, Rebbe saw a particular problem in his generation and made a Hora'as that only applied in his generation not to accept when a guy's 
Muslim or Mavl Baribis tries to return. But if you live before Rebbe or after Rebbe, then this is not true. Then you can accept whatever is returned. And it tells Rabbeinu Tam very sharply notes that all of the questions that we're going to ask on this Takana are all from Rabbi Chia. Rabbi Chia was a Talmud of Rebbe, lived in his generation. We don't ask from Mishnais. There are plenty of other places we could have asked from, but we don't ask from other places because those were the answer is so simple. They were written in a different generation, before Rebbe, after Rebbe, and therefore uh, the whole Takana didn't apply. Any, any question we're going to ask on this Takana is only from Brysos that came from Rebbe Chia, from Rebbe's Talmud, that came from Rebbe's generation. That's how Rebbe Natam limited. Then the Re suggests that the Mimasisla of Masil Mifrach, Tlotike, and Rebbe Dein Mekablin, El Meosum, and Adam Sharov, Iskomu Mechiasum Bekach, Vayunizon, and Begezel, Rebus, and Musparnus, and Bekach. That this only applies to people who the majority of their livelihood was from Ribis or from Gezel. So then we call you Mayim, their whole lives, that's how they were, like the Gemara implies, that the guy would have nothing without it. So for such a thing, we're going to make a Takanas Hashavim because it's going to be impossible for a person to do tshuva if he has to give up everything. But a person steals a little bit here and there, charges Ribis here and there, but he has other money that he makes, so then this, uh, this whole thing doesn't apply. Um, the, uh, the, the, but Tosa says, you might have thought that maybe this only applies to people who be'emes do tshuva. And someone who doesn't be'emes do tshuva and, uh, you know, is just a gazlan, um, you're, you're allowed to sue him and ask him for, you know, and, and, and get the money back. But he says, that's not a good answer. I mean, that's what I would have thought. I would have said, yeah, the takan of Rebbe is for someone who sincerely wants, that's the whole idea of a takan of Hashem, someone who comes and tries to do tshuva and he's really making that gesture. So then you're not supposed to say, it's enuach ha'mnochem to accept it from him. But a guy is not going to do tshuva. He's just a malvul brib. It's just a gazel. Of course, I'm allowed to go after him and, uh, and and ask for my money back. So Tos says, no, it's not a good answer. Why? Because how do you know if he's really doing tshuva or not? The whole thing could be a farce. He's going to pretend that he's doing tshuva. There's no way to know. So since there's no way to know, so Tos says it can't depend on tshuva or not tshuva, which is a fascinating topic in its own right. Do we ever assume we know when a person is doing tshuva? When it comes to psuleidus, we do assume. We assume some of those psuleidus that did tshuva becomes kashuleidus again. So apparently, at some point, we know that. A person actually did tshuva. Okay, meisve. He niachlem avia moushal ribis. If someone's father left over ribis money, afal pishein yodin shein ribis ein chayv lahachsir. The children, even though they know that it's ribis money, do not have to return it. Inu hutalo avia chayv lahachsir. But isn't this a kasha on takanas rebbe? Because if the father were alive, barely he would have to return it. So it says more now. But dinu davia nami einu chayv lahachsir. Really, the father wouldn't have to return it either. Vadiktani b'ditu. And the only reason we're talking about the kids is because of the next halacha. Mishum tukvay lemisni sefi. If the father left in his estate something that was a clear delineated item that you know doesn't belong to him, then then they have to return that for the cover of their father. So that's why the Reisha talks about the children as well. They have to return for cover of their father. The father's a Russia, and uh, he's, he's not also my Samcha. Why do they have to be mechabed him if the only reason? To return is only for the covet of the father. No, the father did tshuva, and that's why they have to return it because that's why the chayiv and the covet of the father. Yes, tshuva, my boy Well, if he did tshuva, why is he still holding on to gazelle or to ribs? So he should have returned it. He was on his way to return it, then he got hit by a truck out of nowhere. He just died, so he couldn't. Uh, he didn't get a chance to return. But he was already a tzaddik because he already did tshuva. So that's why there's still chayiv of 
kavod. The implication of the Gemara seems to be, and we shouldn't point this out, is that there's no chiv of kavod for a father who's a rasha. Because so long as he's low as a tshuva, why do you have to worry about kavod avia? Why do you have to worry about returning things? The Rambam paskins, however, in Hilchus Mamrim, Paragvav, Alach Yeralev, that a mamzer is chayiv b'kavod avimura'o, and even though he's patra makasal kalaso, the adsha as a tshuva, but of rasha balaveros, one still is chayiv and kavod. If your father's a rasha and balaveros, he's still chayiv and kavod. So the Torah asks on the Rambam, is against our Gemara. Our Gemara says that when a father is a Russia, you don't have to return the deceased father's uh, stolen items to be Mechabidim because he's a Russia. He doesn't deserve any, uh, any kibud. So uh, the Mechabir, Paskins like the Rambam, you have to be Mechabid of Russia. The Rambam quotes Yeshomrim that you don't have to be Mechabid. So what's the Pshat in the Rambam? How do you justify the Rambam? So Shachta likes to say over that uh, there's a Safik in Chaschinuch, Mitzvah Gimel, where the Kibbut of is a Mitzvah Ben or a Mitzvah Ben Makom. It could be that it's both. But the, the and, and there are nafkaminas. A mitzvah only applies when chavero is alive. A mitzvah of honoring your parents would only make sense if they have a good relationship with Hakadosh Baruch Hu. So he says, if you have aviv rasha and he's alive, you have no mitzvah but you still have a mitzvah and that's what the Ram is saying. You still have to be mechabed him. If he's dead and he's uh, and, and he was a tzaddik, you have to be mechabed him but not But if he's both dead and a rasha, that's what our Gemara is talking about. Then you don't have to be Mechabidim at all. So the Ram is not a problem because the Ram is saying that you're Mechabidim of Russia when he's alive. So at least you still have the Bidam you still have to have that Karsatov that you're here in this world because of him. But once he's dead, there are no Mitzvah Bidam Lechavera with dead people. The, the only thing would be Bidam Lemakom, but since he's a Russia, he severed that connection, Bidam Lemakom, and, and it's therefore not considered a Kavitak Rosh Baruchu to give him cover. Okay, Bidam Shem will pick up with Tashema next time.